Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. I got to tell you, uh, first of all, thank you for listening to this show. If you do, I really appreciate it. Um, I was sitting around the other day and I thought to myself, you know, I'm bouncing around in my head and I'm wondering how many other shows cover the subject of education in this manner, in particular, the collapse of education. And I couldn't come up with one. I know that there are people out there who have made mention of it from time to time, but by and large, no one else is covering this subject. I know that Jesse James at the Dangerous Info Podcast brings this up from time to time too, and of course, Dr. Robin McCutcheon, when she's on my show, brings this up. But I'm telling you, it is it is happening. It's absolutely happening. There's just no way around it. You know, you've heard me bring up all the different angles. I mean, and there are numerous angles and more and more are coming to light here that are just proving this very point that education is completely collapsing. And uh it it, it almost does not matter what remedy they try to put in place. It's not going to fix anything. And again, this list is is so long. Of course, if you've been listening to this show, you've heard me go over all the examples. And there are endless examples. I'm not even sure I have time to bring them all up on one particular episode. But man, there are many more examples, and I'm going to bring them up again in, in this episode because it just keeps happening, and these people just have no idea what they're doing. I love it, frankly. Again, they're in Zootsfang. There's nothing that they can do. It does not matter what move they make. They're finished. In fact, I'm just going to start with this, just because it's that important. This was tossed to me by a family member, and uh, this comes straight out of Texas. Almost 60 school districts in Texas have now made the switch to a four-day week. This is a big deal. Again. At face value, the unknowing individual would look at this and say, well, this is a great thing. This is great. It's going to be so much easier on the, on the students and the, and the parents and uh, the, the school teachers and the district's going to love this and they're going to get more done in less amount of time and it's really going to be interesting and again, everybody's going to like it. What they don't understand is that you can't come back from this. The whole concept of a four-day work week is designed to save money that they can turn the lights off, that they don't have to pay for the bills for that particular day, and that's going to bring in the potential for even more teachers, believe it or not. I mean, they actually believe that this is, this is going to contribute to preventing a higher teacher turnover rate, that all of these school districts now are going to say, hey, look, look at us over here. We're a four-day work week. Don't you like three-day weekends? except that's not exactly how it's going to work. It'll be sold to people that way, but that fifth day will just be a day where either students aren't there or they will be there, but they'll have field trips and all these other useless activities that they'll engage in. They'll use the day for professional development, that extra day for school teachers. School teachers will come into their buildings and 
grade papers and input grades and do all the things that they do, uh, again, it's not going to be a remedy that's actually going to fix anything. These schools are doing this because they're losing teachers, they're losing students, families are walking away. And, and this is important, when you add a four-day work week to a K-12 school district, let alone 60 of them, what you're going to do is, is you're going to prove to parents unknowingly that they need to be homeschooling their children. And here's why. When you provide that empty day, there will be parents who work five days a week and they'll say to themselves, well, what am I supposed to do with my child on the fifth day? And they'll say, the school district will say, well, don't worry, we have things for them to do when they're home. And the parent will say, well, I don't want my children staying at home, you know, staying home alone. Even though they should be teaching them to stay home alone anyway. That's common sense, I think, but you know, whatever. I understand there's different circumstances for different people. Some, of course, you know, parents have special needs children and they can't leave them home alone. But at the same time, for the students that are not, or children that are not in situations like that, they can certainly stay home and learn on their own and, and do their own thing. Well, that's what homeschooling is. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're actually, these school districts are advocating for homeschooling without even knowing it. And they're driving parents who are caught in the matrix into actually being face-to-face, -face, essentially, with the decision where they're going to have to say, okay, look, we're leaving the school district now because they have four days a week now where you're in their brick-and-mortar building, but you're here three days a week, so you're still here in our home longer than you're in the brick-and-mortar environment. So why are we even sending you to that brick-and-mortar environment anymore? You see, one of the aspects of, of keeping parents wrapped up, and in particular students too, wrapped up in the K-12 system is you need brainwashing to be present. You, you need the manipulation of the mind. If the school district can't manipulate the parent anymore, and that's a big, that's a big point. And that again, along with the entire collapse of the K-12 and university system, this is going to be difficult for people to wrap their arms around, which is probably again why this subject isn't discussed by hardly anybody. But if you attend a K-12 school district as a student or a child, and your parents are sending you, the K-12 school district is manipulating you. There is just no way around it. That manipulation has to consistently be present. Once that manipulation starts to slip away, and the parent and the family and the child or children get tired of being manipulated because all of the feelings associated with being manipulated will start to come to the surface. Anger, frustration, etc., etc. And then, of course, physical aspects of it too, depression, anxiety, so on and so forth. When all of that starts to occur, they're going to direct their anger and their hatred toward the school district itself. And they're going to start to realize and come to the realization that it is, in fact, the K-12 school system that has always manipulated these people. If you don't have the manipulation and you don't have the brainwashing, no one 
and I mean nobody, would willfully attend a K-12 school district, they, they wouldn't go. They just wouldn't. That's the power of manipulation. That's the power of government mind control. They have to trick the family and the parents and the children into believing that they need the government schooling. That if their children aren't there all of the time, from kindergarten through 12th grade, they're not going to get all of the things that they need, quote unquote, in an American society that is a rite of passage of everybody, like attending school and going to prom and playing in a game and blah, blah, blah. It's all a giant waste of time. But every single move that these districts make is finishing them off, and they're doing it themselves by their own hand, and they don't even know. This is the best part. They, of course, are blaming the outside community and blaming countless people and well, we're not getting any money and tax levies aren't passing and parents are choosing to homeschool and we wish that they wouldn't because parents aren't qualified to teach their children the way that a teacher is and blah, blah, blah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. But I love it. I love it because, again, they have no idea what they're doing. Here's what this particular news story says, though, regarding these 60 districts or 59-ish districts. It says at least seven other districts offer a hybrid schedule with four-day work weeks as part of the year. It says districts in all parts of the state have made the change, with the schedule proving particularly popular in rural districts in North and East Texas. Again, they got a huge map here of Texas. (laughs) They've got all the counties, all the school districts labeled out. and all the ones that are four day four day work weeks and the other ones that are hybrids. So it's partial online, partial brick and mortar, you name it. It's amazing. All they're doing is convincing families that they don't need them anymore. How's that gonna work out for these districts? It isn't. It's great. It says in 2015, Texas lawmakers passed a bill that changed how classroom instruction was timed. Districts no longer had to provide 180 days of classes, but instead a minimum of 75,600 minutes. Requiring minutes instead of a set number of days gave districts more flexibility in how they scheduled classes. Well, (laughs) my God, I mean, this right here, too, is absurd. Boiling it down to minutes is is even more ridiculous, because that's clearly not how learning works. You learn whenever you want. You learn all of the time. You're absorbing information constantly. You're not sitting there staring at a watch and going, well, I got my 75,600 minutes in this year. I guess I can just turn my brain off and stop learning. Until next year, everybody. See you then. And then they just, you know, (laughs) they just black out or something. It's ridiculous. It says Crosby ISD in Harris County just outside Houston, recently became the largest district in the state to adopt a four-day week. The district, which serves almost 6,500 students, approved the switch in a February 27th school board meeting. The new schedule will begin next school year. Quote, Our why is simple and straightforward, Superintendent Paula Patterson said. 
quote, we want to find, recruit, and retain the best teachers in the state in the classrooms for our students. This change immediately makes Crosby ISD a top destination for educators in Harris County. You see what I mean? They're going to use this believing that it's a recruiting method. Look at us over here. We're four days. Those other idiots are five days a week, not us. We operate on minutes, not days. They're finished. They have no idea what they're doing. That's not why they're going to a four-day work week, though. That's what they're doing to try to gaslight the public into believing that's why they're going to a four-day work week. And if they're gaslighting people, ladies and gentlemen, they're psychologically abusing them. Not to mention, and this needs to be brought up too, if they go to a four-day work, four work week, okay, they can never go back to a five-day work week. It'll never happen because everybody in the school district will hate them even more. They will hate the school board, the superintendent, anybody who proposes it. They will eat each other alive. It's remarkable. They're not thinking about a thing. It says, quote, down here at the bottom again. <laughs> you can't make this up. It says, quote, competitive advantage. It's a competitive advantage in hiring high-quality faculty and staff. No. That has nothing to do with it. Just because you go to a four-day work week doesn't mean you're going to hire better people. Look at the pool of people from which they're pulling from. Pink-haired, overweight goons who want to cut their genitals off and, uh, you know, and, and teach children to do the same as they do. These are not knowledgeable people. Even if they aren't those things that I just said, they're still not knowledgeable. The biggest problem in American K-12 schools and the entire apparatus is corruption. And one level below that corruption is lying. They're lying to everybody and they're misleading them about curriculum, subject matter, you name it. It does not matter, the subject. They're, all the curriculum is wrong. All of the things that they're taught in school are not true. Addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, yeah, sure, fine. That's pretty accurate. Unless you're having conversations about whether or not 2 plus 2 actually equals 4 if you feel you know, a particular way about it. But other than that, all the other subjects are fiction for the most part. It's brainwashing. And it's slipping away. These are decisions they never would have wanted to make ever in the past. They would have done whatever they could have done and never make these decisions in the past. Don't let them fool you. It's not because they think that they're going to retain more teachers or it will look more attractive to people. That's not it. They're losing money. Again, you can put lipstick on a pig all day long. It's still a pig. And like I said at the beginning, they're going to abuse that, that extra work day. They'll abuse it. And by abusing it, all they'll do is just piss off every single school employee a little bit at a time. Even if it's just like a secretary who has to show up on the fifth day, that secretary's going to be pissed. 
a district official has to show up, they're going to be pissed. There's no way that they're going to let an entire Friday slip through their fingers without having some people show up to do a particular job. And they're just going to make those people angry. These are not people, ladies and gentlemen, who can spin multiple plates because they can't spin a single plate. They don't know what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. It's all window dressing. That's all it is. They're trying to clean a cracked window. They're going, well, I'll just keep spraying it and, you know, at least it'll shine a little bit. It's broken. <laughs> the whole thing is broken. And they have no idea. Not a clue. Other stories here that prove that it's broken. Um, let's see. Remember the six-year-old black student in Virginia who shot his female white teacher in the stomach with a, with a bullet? Remember that? Well, he's not going to be charged with anything. Because apparently the prosecutor's office says he's six years old. The child doesn't understand the legal system. He's too young to be prosecuted. There's nothing we can do. And that's the end of that. So breaking news, everybody. Just so everyone's aware. I'm being sarcastic, of course, but here it comes. If you're a six-year-old in America, you can shoot anybody you want. And you won't be prosecuted. because. You don't understand the legal system. And no prosecutor's office is going to want to touch it because, you know, I mean, they can't just, they can't have a trial for you. So now it's legal in the United States to shoot people just so long as you're six years old. I'm telling you what, I know that the teacher is suing the school district and they'd better win a ton of money. So there's just another example, one of many, as to why the entire thing is collapsing. Again, no accountability, nothing. They're probably chalking it up to it being a manifestation of his disability, quote-unquote. He was on special education paperwork, and it's not his fault because, you know, he's just a young psychopath. This is a person, again, well, a person, I don't know. They're, they're a little monster, basically, but they're going to grow up to be an adult monster if they, if they make it that long. Again, what, what story have you ever heard of a six-year-old shooting a teacher in the stomach and they grow up to be an outstanding citizen in society? I haven't heard that story yet. Again, it's just another example of the collapse. Who in that work environment is saying to themselves, you know what, I feel safe. All of this feels really good to me. The chance that someone could come in here, shoot me in the stomach, and get away with it. <laughs> what a nice environment. What, a, what an incredible learning environment that is. Here's another example of the complete collapse. It's not just uh, Roald Dahl's books and many others, but now apparently the childhood scary story author R.L. Stein has accused Scholastic of censoring his books also. And uh, yeah, there you go. Just a little more Bolshevism for everybody. And they don't even seem to care that they're doing it to a man who's Jewish. So wrap your head around that one. Bolshevism's funny that way. They, they don't seem to care who they victimize. And apparently they were doing this with his, uh, to his books and changing the words on the inside without even telling him. Sounds like a lawsuit to me.
Why not? Go for it. Here's another one. More evidence of the collapse. This is from 100percentfedup.com. Texas Tech suspends head coach after he uses Bible verse to motivate a player. The Texas Tech head basketball coach of the men's team has been suspended following a player complaint that the coach shared a Bible verse with him that was considered racially insensitive by the school. Coach Mark Adams said he was trying to encourage one of the players and was talking to him about being coachable, quote-unquote. He noted that it was a conversation between just himself and the player. He said it was a private conversation about coaching and when you have a job and being coachable. I said that in the Bible that Jesus talks about how we all have bosses and we are all servants, Adams said. I was quoting the Bible about that. Adams continued saying he explained his behavior but did not apologize for quoting scripture. One of my coaches said it bothered the player, Adams told Stadium. Quote, I explained to them I didn't apologize, unquote. Again, these people are nuts. They are, they're word nuts, and, and I'm not talking about the coach. First of all, just a few words about Texas Tech. Texas Tech University, if you're unaware, is a giant hub, and I mean a giant hub, for Marxism, Bolshevism, and the CIA. I'm not joking. They're deeply embedded at Texas Tech University, without a doubt. It is hands down one of the most left-wing schools that exists that does not get a lot of media attention, I would say. It's possible that Steven Crowder went there once and did one of those change my mind things if memory serves, but they are as far left as you could possibly imagine. And unfortunately, again, one of the myths is that you hear the name Texas and you think, well, there's no way they're left wing. They're a Texas university. Okay, maybe, but you know, they can't be that bad. Yes, they are that bad. Again, They probably didn't like his use of the word servants, and he was, of course, I'm certain, a black basketball player, because if it were a white one, he wouldn't take offense and wouldn't care. It does not matter. These people are are word, they're wimps. They're word wimps. They don't like the use of words. What are you calling me, a slave? Is that what you're doing? You're saying you're you're my master and I'm a slave? Well, first of all, you're playing basketball, so, you know. It kind of goes without saying. I mean, it is modern-day slavery, isn't it? He probably wants to play in the NBA. That's never going to happen. But the thing that exists on these college campuses is that they have these anonymous, uh, these anonymous reporting systems where you can just go in, file a complaint against somebody because they used a word you don't like. It doesn't matter the context, doesn't matter what truth it is, doesn't matter if it came from the Bible or not. That's not it. They don't care about facts. It's just about feelings. And then they suspend the head coach. This head coach should never apologize. And I mean never. They should never apologize to the player. They shouldn't apologize to any single person. Not a, not a single one. Not the president of the university. They shouldn't accept any quote unquote professional development or 
re-education that they would provide, sensitivity training, and, and none of that, none of that. They should say no to all of it. They should stand firm in the truth that what they were doing was completely logical. They're doing whatever they can to, again, just get people to a point where you can't even have a conversation with a person. Now listen to this, because this is in the article too, and I've brought this up in the past when I was talking with Robin McCutcheon. This, of course, happens at Miami University, and this is happening at lots of universities. It says this. It says in February last month, Texas Tech was in the spotlight after National Association of Scholars, NAS, senior fellow John Saylor published, quote, How Diversity Policing Fails Science in the Wall Street Journal, exposing how Texas Tech's Department of Biological Sciences uses diversity statements as a requirement for new candidates applying for faculty positions. It says after being exposed, Texas Tech quickly announced that it had immediately withdrawn this practice and related evaluation rubrics, quote-unquote. It says the university also declared it would initiate a review of hiring procedures across all colleges and departments. This, again, was a university, certainly one school within the university, that during the hiring process was asking people to sign a pledge saying that you are in agreement with all things regarding diversity, equity, and inclusion, and if a kid wants to cut their genitals off, you can't tell them not to. All the pronoun nonsense and and all of that Marxist lingo perversion, that if you're not going to play the game of all of that, that brainwashed goon game, then we're not going to hire you. It's completely illegal. It's 100% illegal. But they don't care. Again, that's why they immediately removed it, because they were going to get sued into the ground. And the people, by the way, who have gone through that system are certainly the Department of Biological Sciences. I'm sure it's not an accident it was that school or that department. But what they should do is, is any single person who attempted to apply for a position in that particular department and did not get the job, they should sue. If during that swath of time an interview took place and, and they didn't get a call back, they should sue them. These people are crazy. I mean, leftists are absolutely crazy. They deserve no quarter. We have to keep making fun of them 100% all of the time. That's just... That's just what has to happen. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, they're lunatics. And speaking of lunatics, of course, there's this. Uh, this particular clip, again, is approximately 15 minutes long. I'm not going to play it, but I will describe it. Stu Peters had a guest on his show a couple days ago from North Carolina by the name of Sloan Rackmuth, if I'm saying that correctly. She was on there and she was describing how there were Two former school teachers who are convicted sex offenders but are still allowed to keep their teaching licenses. Uh, you, you've heard me bring this up before that state departments of education move very slowly when it comes to any kind of district investigation for an employee, even if there's a legal conviction of the individual, regardless of the crime. They don't move on the person's teaching or administrative certificate very quickly. 
Now, this isn't necessarily new. In fact, it's not new. This is something that goes on all of the time. In fact, in the description of the video, it says currently more than 50 teachers in North Carolina are waiting to go to court for sex, for sex crimes, rather, uh, and they can still legally teach children. Here's the thing. Yes, that's true, but who's going to hire them? I mean, is it possible that they would get through an HR department with their name and, uh, and their face and a conviction that they currently have or have had in the past that wouldn't show up in a basic Google search? It's unlikely. It's unlikely that that would be the case. The argument that they make, which is a valid one, and it is one that could immediately change overnight, it wouldn't even be overnight. You could do it by snapping your fingers. Is by eliminating their teaching certificate or administrative certificate at the state level the moment that the state level comes in contact with a guilty conviction of some kind. The moment that that happens, they can click a button on a computer and, and pull it, and then they're done. Um, that should happen, and that was essentially what the entire segment was about. So, yes, that should happen more often. It doesn't happen as quickly as it should. Myself included, I might add, uh, who is an innocent party. I mean, it took a State Department of Education in a state that I've never even taught in two years to eliminate my teaching certificate. I mean, wrap your head around that one. So, you know, they, 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 move, a little, <laughs> they move a little quicker on the innocent parties as opposed to the guilty parties. The whole thing is corrupt is the entire point. And, the, and you've heard me say this before too, but the, the entire situation of having a certificate in general is, is problematic, I think. Licenses and certificates. I mean, look at the medical industry and what they've done. Look at the law profession and what they do. You can have these certificates and licenses removed uh, anonymously by individuals because they file an allegation against you. Even though it's, you know, an allegation is an allegation. It's not a statement of fact. But in these particular cases, these are statements of fact, and these individuals are allowed to keep their licenses until the State Department of Education gets to their particular case and then reviews it and then makes a decision. But again, as they say, that could take years. And it does take years in many cases, but it doesn't have to take that long, is the whole point. So I just wanted to bring that to people's attention because that's still a thing. And that continues to happen. Okay, there's also this, and then we're going to slide right into the jabs. And do I have an interesting jab story for you? It's certainly a phenomenon that I've brought up on the show before, and it's one that's growing and going to continue to grow. But before I get to that, I did want to make mention of this. There's a Pennsylvania bill uh, regarding parents, and it's not good. But it's basically saying that if a Pennsylvania parent is seeking a medical or religious exemption, in particular a religious exemption, for taking the COVID jabs for one reason or another in order to get out of taking it, that this Senate Bill 390 basically requires the parents to receive an education, quote unquote, from a practicing physician about vaccine efficacy and the values of vaccines. It's 1984, ladies and gentlemen. It's 1984 in real life. Continues to be the case, 
we're going to re-educate you on vaccines and make you fill out more paperwork and jump through more hoops so that you don't kill your child because we, the government, want your child dead. Again, what is it about states in the United States not knowing what other states are doing and why they are doing it? What is it about Pennsylvania? Well, I mean, it's, you know, voter fraud central and John Fetterman and God knows what else goes on there, but what what is it that they don't understand about, say, what Montana is doing, as you heard me bring up in a previous episode, or I certainly mentioned it on Gab as well. Montana, of course, is making it a misdemeanor and illegal to dish out the jabs and or potentially dish, dish out the jabs, I, I should say, but certainly donate jabbed blood. So what is it about Pennsylvania lawmakers where they don't know that that's a thing? Because if that's happening over there in Montana, then over here in Pennsylvania, or over there in Pennsylvania, I should say, what on earth are they thinking? They're not thinking. They're stuck in their own lie, they're stuck in their own matrix, and they aren't paying attention to what other states are doing regarding any of this. They don't even care that Florida has a, a, apparently a giant panel investigating the validity of any of this. They have no idea that Dr. Redfield, the former CDC head, just testified the other day on a House subcommittee on COVID-19 and openly stated that this is something that was man-made, that it was created by the Department of Defense and a whole lot of other bad groups, three-letter agencies, you name it, within, within our own government. They were all in on it. So all this Wuhan China stuff is just a piece of the puzzle. But what is it about Pennsylvania lawmakers that they don't understand this? I have to say, too, that the, the subcommittee with Dr. Redfeld was, was interesting. It was very brief. It was shorter than I thought it would be. I was kind of hoping it would last a little bit longer. But the reason that it didn't was because there wasn't much participation, certainly not from Democrats. There may have been three Democrats in the room. Jim Jordan, of course, was there for the Republicans. And old Marjorie, old Marjorie was there asking her questions and yelling about Fauci. But the, the panel of people that they had was a shady bunch. It was a shady group. Dr. Redfeld, again, was, was the most direct and the most upfront, and everybody else was just like, hey, look, you know, we don't need, well, at least one guy was. He, he was like, hey, look, let's not just blame Anthony Fauci, okay? Let's not just blame him. Let's leave old Anthony alone. This was a lot of things, and we all need to just figure out where this came from and blah, blah, blah. Just trying to play nice. And then, of course, all the Democrats were doing the things that they do and all the political games. And we have more important things to investigate and blah, blah, blah. It was terrible. I, I thought it was rather weak, but we need to get Fauci's butt back up there and have some people really grilling him and watching his hands shake a little bit more. That's always entertaining, I think. Okay. Anyway, last education slash jab related story here as we move into the jabs more specifically. This came from the UK out of the sun. Deeply missed. School tragedy as staff member dies after suffering heart attack in playground. Shocking. More people dying on the job. Can anybody remember a time when they were young 
and they were in school and you were just walking around either the playground or inside the school and, you know, staff members were just falling over dead. Does anybody remember that happening with any sense of regularity, let alone happening at all? I certainly don't. I don't recall any of that ever occurring. Not so now. It's happening all the time. Okay, now there's this. I want to spend a good deal of time on this particular subject, and trust me, it's going to be worth it. You've heard me bring up in the past this social phenomenon, of course, among the jabbed, in particular those who have YouTube channels or are in the spotlight, so to speak, but in particular YouTube channels. The individuals who make a living on YouTube or engage in their shenanigans on YouTube, many of them are either sick, dying, dead, or they know someone who is sick, dying, or dead. And they make videos about it and they comment on it. This, of course, has just occurred since the jab rollout. So it's beyond obvious to those of us who are awake, don't live in the matrix, and aren't brainwashed and know what's going on, fully understand that the cause of their illness or their death is a direct result of the jabs. What's interesting is that they themselves don't know it, and yet they continue to make videos about it. Let me give you again a couple of previous examples that I've mentioned in the past before I bring up this very recent example. And the irony, by the way, through this recent example that I'm going to spend some time on is astounding. With that said, I do want to, I do want to say this. I don't, want to, I don't want it to sound like, it's going to be tough, but I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm dancing on their grave or I'm, I'm spending a ton of time making fun of them. That's, that's, not, that's not really the approach I'm taking here. I'm trying to highlight the fact that these people are lost. They're so deep in their own lie and in this lie that there's no way for them to get out. They cannot figure out what's going on. And again, the people who are supporting them monetarily or the people who are watching them, their friends, their family members, they have no idea what's occurring. So let me start with, a, a, again, a few past examples. You heard me once bring up a, a, a ways back that there's this, uh, this girl who makes these stupid YouTube videos, like most people, I think, no offense, but you know, they're, they're pretty dumb. You know, the, these kids who can hardly read and, and do whatever, but they're constantly staring into their own cell phones with these scripted things that they do in their automobiles or walking around or whatever. Anyway, it's this one girl, uh, I forget her last name, but anyway, she all of a sudden found herself in the hospital and she's like, oh, thanks for all the prayers. You know, God is with me and everything is great. And, you know, I, I just have a heart thing and blah, 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 blah. Again, there's no, there's, and they live out in, in California. That needs to be mentioned, certainly on the, uh, on the hard west coast there, if not lo the Los Angeles area. Either way, they're probably jabbed and they're not making any connection to it whatsoever. Because a, normally a young, healthy person wouldn't be in the hospital with consistent heart problems, not to mention it shows them flying on planes with regularity and so on and so forth. I don't even know if this person's still alive. 
I assume they are, but you know, I, I, it's not like I watch their channel or anything because I don't. But there was that person I remember, and I remember thinking, oh, now you're in the hospital. Weird. You're probably jabbed. But are they thinking that? Nope. Because no one's telling them. But when you get in the comments section of their, of their YouTube videos, that's where people start to ask questions. And I might add, this is where YouTube engages in a direct crime. Because they're eliminating free speech. They will delete comments where individuals are actually providing the real answers as to why these individuals are sick, dying, or dead. And YouTube doesn't want to hear it. Some comments are slipping through and they're, and they're not getting deleted, which is interesting. But there was just that one example. There was another example. Uh, it's a guy, I believe, in Canada who goes camping with regu- uh, you know, on a regular basis, and that's essentially his whole show, is camping and camping in trailers and RVs and then camping outside and, and doing all these camping-related things. And he was doing this with his wife. Well, his wife uh, went to sleep one, one night and didn't wake up. Had a stroke, heart attack, whatever it was, died in her sleep. Jabbed, probably. And then, of course, he makes a video about it. And it's heartbreaking. I saw it. I mean, it was sad. But he didn't say why. Because, again, in his mind, people just randomly die in their sleep when they are in their late 20s, early 30s, and, you know, perfectly healthy, and and they can't seem to understand what's going on. Were they jabbed? Of course. What What else would be the, what else could possibly be the cause? So there was that example. I saw another example of a guy a couple of weeks ago. He has a channel. It's like a, a custom car kind of channel thing. I don't know, again, the number of subscribers or how big it is. But uh, he was talking about how all of the sudden, he started to have some trouble breathing, went to the hospital, and was diagnosed now with stage 4 lung cancer. Out of nowhere. It's not one of these quote-unquote things that runs in the family or anything like that. He just, he just has cancer. And what does he do? He makes an entire video about it. Now, I didn't read the comments as to you know, people saying, hey, are you jabbed? Did you take the jab? But again, we can put two and two together because the dots are so close to one another, they're impossible to connect. Which leads me now to this woman. And there's an education component to to this, or certainly an indoctrination component. This is about a woman who has a YouTube channel, and her name is Diana Cohern. She goes by the handle Physics Girl, and she has approximately, let me see here, 2.64 million subscribers. Diane has AIDS, and Diane is dying. There are a number of interesting things in this video, and uh, this is a video that was put together just a couple of days ago. It has over a million and a half views. It's put together by one of her friends, who is Simone Gertz. Is her, is her name, and she starts off with an introduction and then sh- shows pictures of her friend and her husband and blah, 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 and different things that they do and, you know, this, that, and the other. 
I had no idea about this particular individual, of course, until I came across one of her earlier videos where she was kind of talking about feeling sick and feeling ill and whatever. Um, apparently, this channel is widely watched within science classes or elementary school classes across the nation, and people rely on this person to provide them with physics education or something. They have a Patreon page. You can, you know, subscribe and give her your money and, and, and whatever else, I guess. But in this, in this video, which is four and a half minutes long, they, it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe this. I don't know if they're doing it for more monetary donations. They certainly are. But there isn't any amount of money that's going to, that's going to save Diana's life. She's jabbed. They say so in the comments where people are like, yep, when she's on Twitter, she was pushing the jabs. When the jabs came out, she's at the very least taken three shots. And throughout this video, I'm just going to kind of peruse through it very quickly to, uh, to describe it. She's, of course, living with her husband. Her husband is wearing a mask inside their home as he's walking around. Uh, making meals for her that she's sucking out of a straw. She's lying in this dark room. Again, you can't make up this stupidity because quite literally everything that they're doing in the video is killing her and they don't even know. Every single thing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. Every single thing that they're doing in the video is, is, is contributing to her death beyond the fact that she's triple jabbed. And, uh, if they just did the opposite, she would at the very least not be bedridden. She's lying in a bed in a dark room with the shades drawn, so no sunlight whatsoever. They're, they're quite literally killing her, uh, and she's killing herself. She's hooked up to some kind of an IV. She has a quick conversation with her husband where she's saying it's hard to stay calm. Uh... You know, I mean, she's clearly depressed. I can't think anymore. I can't move. It hurts to move, et cetera, et cetera. They, they've had paramedics show up, a thousand other things. Again, she's been in the hospital numerous times. Uh, everybody's wearing a mask. They even have, again, you can't make this up either. This Diane woman is in bed, she's dying. They don't seem to know this. They don't even know it's jab-related, but she's dying, and her face is covered completely. It's covered with a towel, and she's wearing a mask while she's sleeping. So they're suffocating her to death. Again, her husband's walking around the house looking sad, wearing a mask. The, a friend is there consoling her, or consoling him, wearing a mask. She's in bed wearing a mask. She has an oxygen tank hooked up to her nose. She has an IV running through her filled with something. And this is her existence now. Every single thing, again, that they're doing in the video is contributing to her death beyond the fact that she's triple jabbed. The people in the video all the people making it, etc., etc. They have no idea what is going on in the real world. Not a clue. 
And yet the irony is that this is an individual who makes videos about physics, but never thought to themselves, maybe I shouldn't inject myself with this thing for which I can't even name a single ingredient and which has never been in a human body ever before. But don't worry, let me make up a lesson about how gravity is real. I, 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 uh, yeah, this is, it, this is awful. There are people donating hundreds of dollars to her, hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands. None of it is going to save her. None of it. She needs sunlight. She needs to get outside. She needs to never wear a mask ever again, never take another shot ever again. She needs all of the supplements that I've mentioned on the show. She needs ivermectin. She'll never take that because that's horse paste poison. Remember that. It's for horses. This is, it's absolutely nuts. I have to read the comments though. Because when you talk about qualitative reasoning and analysis, it is the comments that will give away where the truth exists and where the brainwashing exists at the exact same time. And then, of course, you can see the ratios of those right next to one another. So, first of all, these comments are sorted. I'm just going to sort them first by the top comments. The top comment was made a day ago, it says. It has, of course, they don't track the down likes, you know, the down votes anymore on YouTube. They have the thumb there, but they don't keep track. Weird. The, the, the top comment has 8,600 thumbs ups. And it says the following It says, I hope she recovers much earlier and surprise us all. But in the meantime, she is constantly on my mind with all the best wishes. Then you start to get into the replies. This is where you really start to, this is where the bullet hits the bone and the rubber meets the road. This is where you start to see the societal back and forth and even the the jabbed sort of come out of the cracks and start to admit things around other people who actually know what's going on. Because in these comments, it's not just her her jabbed supporters. It's quite literally individuals who are not jabbed, who do not live in the matrix, who know exactly what's going on. So let me read some of these because they're interesting. And then what I'm going to do is, is I'm just going to read down some of the other comments because these are just some of the replies uh, to, to that first comment. But I'm going to read some of the other comments and then I'm going to switch up the order and I'm going to go to the newest comments and read some of those. What I will tell you is this. I made a comment in the comment section of this video. It was instantly deleted by YouTube. And I mean instantly. I said I, I wasn't being disrespectful. I was just telling the truth. I said, she's jabbed. She has VADs. She's dying. She's not going to survive. Her immune system is completely compromised, and it's attacking itself. That can only happen for so long before, again, the person passes away. This person has also, by the way, this Diana gal, physics girl, has, has been sick since last summer, at the very least on and off, and it's only gotten worse. There, there's not going to be any improvement there. 
They can try again with the ivermectin and, and the supplements in XYZ, but, but these people aren't even going to take a suggestion like that. They're so dependent on the medical system. So the comment said this. Uh, the, the first one says, yeah, I used to watch her vids long ago. This is kind of, uh, this kind of came out of the blue and was really depressing. Best of wishes indeed. Another person said something, blah, blah, blah. Uh, make her an electrified long COVID ender adapter. Another person said, I don't know what that means. Another person said, sadly, a lot of people with long COVID get worse for a long time. So that was one of the things they say in the video is that she has long COVID again. Well, there's no such thing as long COVID. She has AIDS. Uh, next person, they said, yeah, unfortunately, it looks like years to maybe a life thing. I think we're all pretty shocked at just how long it might take to recover. She's been sick since last summer, and it's only gotten worse. Another person said, they were replying to somebody else, but they said, lame, quit with the conspiratorial quackery. You're not helping by doing this. So they were responding to somebody who basically knows what's going on. And then they replied back and they said, conspiratorial quackery is just as much helpful as everyone's get well comments, quote unquote. Yeah. Then a person below them says, I have long COVID too. <laughs> I'm, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't have long COVID. You have AIDS also. And then there's a, a $899 donation. They've played a significant part in my daughter's love for science. Praying for a speedy recovery. Here's $899. The ivermectin that they could buy for $899, ladies and gentlemen, and they'll never do it. They'll never do it. Again, again just a lot of, you know, get well soons and blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Long COVID is not talked about often enough, and it's a fact that there's no cure and very few treatments is especially heartbreaking in cases like hers. I subscribe to the Patreon and I'm sending money and blah, blah, blah. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't make this up. There is a thread. It's going to be hard to find because the comments are piling up here. But I came across a thread yesterday, again, where people were basically saying there's no such thing as long COVID, you have AIDS. I mean, people were actually saying that, which was truthful. It's 100% truthful. And there are also individuals, again, saying, how many jabs did you take? And somebody else asked, you know, did she take the jabs? And then somebody would reply and go, oh, yeah, she was a big pusher of them on Twitter, on her Twitter account. So here's some of the newer comments. Again, I've, I've switched the order now, so this is... This has been sorted by uh, the newest first. It says the pandemic isn't over and COVID will still be an issue for many more years. Be careful, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. And then another person below that said, how many jabs did she get? So many people with vax injuries, sad. And then th that got a thumbs up. And then another person donated $2. <laughs> Good God, two bucks. Sending strength to both Diana and Kyle. $2. Good for you. Two bucks. I went through something very similar in 2015. I'm still on the road to recovery, but if I get through this, you absolutely can. Sending positive thoughts all your way and blah, blah, blah. Another person sends, sends $10. Get well soon. Good thing she's fortunate enough to have access to full-time care and experimental treatment. Because for thousands of others suffering from similar problems, these are 
These things are mostly out of reach. Maybe it's time America starts rethinking its profit-first healthcare model. Somebody actually type that. <laughs> Maybe it's time you stop jabbing yourself with poisons that you don't even know what they do, other than poison people. Maybe you stop trusting government. Honest to God. Another person says maybe she needs more safe and effective vaccine. That got a thumbs up. And it got a reply. Let me read the reply on that. The person replied and said to that comment, that truthful comment, aren't you tired of being a fool on YouTube comment section? Vaccine needs to work with immune system in order, in order to protect the body. When the person is already ill, their immune system is already thrown into disarray. So vaccine will only burden their immune system. That's why people with certain, sorry, let me keep going, certain health conditions can't get vaccinated. They're at the mercy of other people who can take vaccine to stop the spread of viruses. And you anti-vaxxer, when you get severely ill from COVID, you won't be able to take vaccine by then because it'd already be too late. Well, that person's just retarded. They can't, even, they can't even type, let alone put together a complete sentence. Another person donated $5 and said, thanks. Thanks for what? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Another person said she will be back. Another person donated $50. Oh, no, the physics girl. I love watching her videos. She's so quirky, a little nerdy, but cool, too. Blah, blah, blah. Keep fighting. COVID can be so cruel. Stay strong. We warned you, another person said. <laughs> person replies here and says, long COVID equals vaccine injury. We warned you. That got two thumbs ups. Here's what's interesting. The comments that people are making that are truthful about this being a bioweapon, her having AIDS, compromised immune system, and being sarcastic about her taking another vaccine, those comments are receiving the thumbs ups. The ones that are just like, get well soon, oh, you're an inspiration, nobody's, nobody's thumbing those comments up. Nobody. I mean, yeah, at the top, initially there were the thumbs ups, but those are from the immediate subscribers. Once you get people on these platforms watching these videos and reading these comments, then they start dropping truth bombs. The comment below that says, the vaccine takes another. That got two, two thumbs ups. Again, here, here's another one. You can't make this up. This person is an idiot. This was, the, this was the retarded person I said earlier. They decided to get into another reply in a back and forth with somebody else. Again, this, this got four, four thumbs up, and it said, uh, vaccine injury, many such cases. Wake up, period. The person responds and says, dude, you're just too afraid of needle. No need to disguise it as anti-vax, laughy face, laughy face emoji. And then they replied again and said, baby's too afraid of shots. And then another person replied and says, is USA filled with these anti-vaxxers? It's honestly ridiculous how many of these comments I see here. The, the stupidity of these people is astounding. It's absolutely astounding. So, I'm not sure what else I can say on this particular subject. I, I do want to read this, because I put the video on my Gab page, and I knew that it would generate some comments, and as you would expect, it certainly did. Um, but as you know, if you've ever been on Gab, you're going to get more truth on Gab than you will 
anywhere else. And it's going to be unadulterated truth. So I put the video on my Gab page, and it's still getting some thumbs ups, which is fine. But I said, endless YouTubers who took the bioweapon jabs are experiencing this. I said, this is about physics girl, quote unquote, 2.64 million subscribers, jabbed. Every medical excuse you hear in the video is a lie. There's no such thing as long COVID. She has VADs. And then I said this, this trend of YouTubers dying and the videos they make of it will continue rapidly. Pay attention to this trend. It will become more noticeable with time. These brainwashed jab people have no idea. This got 44 replies, which I know isn't the thousands of replies that, or millions of replies that uh, these other videos get, but I, <laughs> I want to I read these comments because they're, they're right. And, uh, and, they, and, and there's a bunch of thumbs ups. The first person says, her, and her idiot husband keeps her closeted in a dark room away from fresh air. I'm sure the quacks and ghouls at the hospital told him this is what is best. Next comment says, she should be following the detox protocols that have never been disseminated, that have been disseminated rather, and take off that foolish bloody black mask. Another one says, this is a reaction from the vaccine and Gates, Fauci, and all the people behind this genocide and crime against humanity need to be executed. Another person said, does anyone who didn't get the jab get long COVID, quote unquote? Another one said, it's sad, but we really tried to warn them. Uh, I had never stopped since day one hammering that COVID is a hoax and it's all about vaccines. Nobody listened. Uh, And then they said, lost Almost all friends from my family, only my daughter understood and stayed clean. Mother, brother-in-law, I'm sorry, brother, his all family. My liberal ex-wife, who could not stand my conspiracy theories and divorced me in the middle of the fake pandemic and saddest my son. It's heartbreaking, but it's a sad reality. Another person said, like car accidents, gunshots, and stabbings, all symptoms of long COVID. These brain-fucked morons will go to any length, lie to their graves, to try and justify their ignorance and stupidity. They don't understand that the carbon being eliminated is them, and they did it to themselves. Pitiful fucks, one and all. Again, you know, it's rather direct, but there you go. They're not wrong. Uh, the next one says, keep getting the booster and prove us wrong. Another person said, my heart breaks. This is going to be so horrible. Another person said the test of life. Will you take an experimental shot of unknown crap from evil people? Long COVID, what dipshits? Another person said, what evidence do you have for this statement? Oh yeah. Okay. This is funny. It was a back and forth that I had with a person who basically doesn't, who, who actually believes that long COVID is a real thing. That was a sad exchange. And then I said they have AIDS. And then they were like, prove it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I did. I sent him, a, I sent him the, all the articles from the expose that say that they have AIDS. That pretty much slowed it down. Uh, let's see. Another person says, I knew long COVID was bullshit from the beginning because they started talking about it in early 2020. The hysteria over COVID had just begun 
How could there be such a thing as long COVID? Google Trends show the term showing up in March of 2020. It was just another psyop to scare people into compliance. Correct. And another person said they're wearing masks, LOL, effing idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this is difficult for all of us to watch, and, and we know this. You know, people have lost friends, family members. Relationships have been destroyed. Divorces have occurred. People aren't hanging out with one another because they're fearful of what they're going to learn from their more knowledgeable family members. This is happening constantly, and it's not going to go away. So I'm going to move on to other subjects here, but because I have a few other things I want to bring up just very quickly uh, before I round out this episode. But that's the trend right there that, that I want people to continue to pay attention to. And again, this is not something I'm hearing a lot of people talk about, but it's one of the things that, that we're going to see at face value. From a sociological standpoint, we're going to see the people who make a living online, in particular on the more left-wing platforms like YouTube, who, again, make videos with regularity and do whatever it is that they do, they're going to get sick. Because if they're jabbed, we're going to watch them deteriorate. Or we're going to watch the thing that we've seen time and time again, which is someone gets on their Twitter account or someone gets on their YouTube feed with, a, with an update video and they say, oh, they're dead. I, I, you know, I hate to bring this video to everybody's attention, but so-and-so passed away from COVID, they'll say. COVID really hit them hard and, and they died of COVID. It's the shots. It's always been the shots. It's always going to be the shots. It's the shots. It's nothing else. If they get hit by a car, as far as I'm concerned, the shots killed them. Because remember, there was a time when you'd get hit by a car and they'd say they died of COVID. Well, if they get hit by a car and they're jabbed, as far as I'm concerned, it's the jabs. But they don't know. That continues to be the part that just baffles the mind. Again, this husband has his wife, and she's a willful participant because she's not incoherent. I mean, she's alive. But she's in a dark room, wearing a mask as she's sleeping, and she's not receiving ivermectin, hydroxy, or any of it. Natokinase, she's not receiving any of it. The spike proteins are killing her because that's what the jabs do. I can't add anything else. I, I've already rambled enough about it. That, that's it. The comment section, though. Again, pay attention to the videos going forward. Pay attention to the comment section. Because the comments are getting deleted in some cases, and in others, you're just going to see more and more brainwashed people just float to the surface. Because they're like, oh, I have long COVID too. I've struggled with long COVID for the last two years. Have you? What'd you do two years ago? Because I've never had long COVID. Number one, because it doesn't exist. Number two, I'm not jabbed. So yeah, I got nothing else on that. It's sad, it's pathetic, but again, from a sociological standpoint, it is astounding. We've never seen anything like this. Never. Uh, here's, here's one quick story. Childrenshealthdefense.org. It says, Mother sues a D.C. doctor who gave kids COVID vaccines without consent. Again, 
this is one of the red pills for normies. You know, get get on, <laughs> get in the YouTube section of the comment section of that video I just mentioned, and link this article there. I mean, it's a basic question to the jabbed. Do you know that parents are suing doctors because doctors were giving these shots to their kids and the parents know that the shots are killing people and now their kids are jabbed with it, so what does that mean is going to happen to their kids? I mean, again, you understand that legislation is taking place to eliminate these shots, eliminate people who are jabbed from donating blood. Lawsuits galore. Uh, it's astounding. It says, according to the complaint here regarding this lawsuit on September 2nd of 2022, uh, Natanya McNeil took her two older children, ages 15 and 17, to the Kids Mobile Medical Clinic, Ronald McDonald Care Mobile Clinic. Old Ronald McDonald. Honest to God, operated by Georgetown Hospital to complete their required annual physical exam for the 2022-23 school year. The lawsuit alleges Raithi, director of the mobile clinic, held the children in the examination room longer than necessary for a regular checkup and vaccinated them against COVID-19 over their objections and without consulting their mother. Yeah. That's a lawsuit. It's worse than that. If the lawsuit doesn't stick, uh, that's a street justice thing. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Have we seen a meme yet of one of those vaccine buses on fire? Have we seen that meme? Has that occurred yet? I'm asking for a friend. Just asking for an F-R-E-N. That's all. Just curious. Here's another one from truth11.com. Pfizer's being sued for $3 trillion for false claims about COVID vaccinations. Robert Barnes is a part of that lawsuit. It's not going to pay out. $3 trillion's hilarious. I think the largest, what is it? The largest uh, pharmaceutical payout was something like $4 billion or something like that. A few billion something. I'm not sure. It's in the billions. It's not, it's not going to be trillion. Uh, you know, these lawsuits are interesting. I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. I think they're interesting. Again, good for Robert Barnes, good for lots of people, I suppose. But uh, money isn't going to fix this problem. And bankrupting them won't even fix this problem. We need them to hang. We need the people who push this to hang. They did it knowingly. Throughout all the three-letter agencies, all of the pharmaceutical companies, of course, as well, they knew what they were doing. All in the name of science, ladies and gentlemen, all in the name of science. You know, because it's science. Murder. Science. Uh, here's the last one. And then this actually spills into what you will see in the description below. A link that I'm going to provide on a subject I mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, this is from Gateway Pundit. It says, update, BlackRock board member and former Pfizer executive is behind push for chicken vaccinations. Chicken Vax Company is an offshoot of Pfizer. And there you go. Kristen Peck used to work for Pfizer and is now the CEO of Zotus.
a Pfizer spinoff and the largest animal vax manufacturer in the world. She sits on the BlackRock board and is lobbying the Biden regime to vaccinate every U.S. chicken against bird flu. Say her name, D.C. Drano says, Kristen Peck. Honest to God, make sure you are careful about where you get your food. That leads me to this. To end on a positive note, to fight the enemy and beat them at their own game. My parents use this, and this is FamilyFarmBeefBox.com. I will link it in the description below. It says the following on their website, Family Farm Beef Box. You need to eat. We raised the food. Let's get together. Upcoming shipping date is the 13th of this month. It says Family Farm Beef Box subscription is a conveniently sized share of an entire beef that will fit above your refrigerator and ships to your door every one, two, or three months. Here's what you can expect. Again, I'm not a paid spokesperson for these people, but uh, I'm going to take a guess that they don't poison their food. It says a family farm beef box subscription provides a consistent supply of delicious beef directly from family farmers. Our beef is all Nebraska grown, dry aged 14 days, then hand cut and wrapped in a traditional butcher shop and flash frozen to preserve freshness. Prices include an insulated cooler, and shipping charges. The Family Farm Beef Box, a conveniently sized share of an entire Family Farm beef shipped nationwide. Six premium steaks can include a variety of T-bones, porterhouse, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, or filet. Additional steaks can include sirloin, tip steaks, cube steaks, uh, chuck steaks, one to two roasts, rump, English arm, or heel. One to two pounds of fajita meat, one to two pounds of stew meat or kebabs, 10 to 12 pounds of 85 by 15 ground beef, if I'm saying that right, and also include brisket or short rib or flank steak or extra roast. Every box can be can vary a bit, but we make them all equally valued. And there you go. Um it shows up quick. I'll tell you that. They said it shows up quick. They've got pictures of it here on their website. I will include it in the description below if you're interested. I'm sure you could call them even and ask them, do you jab them with COVID? Do you jab them with, uh, with anything? Do you jab them with poison? Where, where specifically does this beef come from? And, and, and what exactly do you do to it? I'm sure you could provide you know, give them a bunch of questions and they'll, they'll give you answers. Um, this is, this is the way it used to be done, of course. And I'm glad that the interweb is allowing people to do this yet again. And of course, this has been around for a very long time, but I'm sure there are lots of companies, of course, that do this, but there you go. Familyfarmbeefbox.com. Check that out if you're interested. Again, not a paid spokesperson. There's no promo code, Sean, none of that. Just wanted to get the info out there, and uh, maybe you want to give it a taste. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, have a great weekend, and I'll catch you on Monday. Peace. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care, and God bless.